Okay, Nicholas, got you back. Uh, uh, hi, David. Hi, and uh, what we want to talk to you about your. Uh, I'm, I'm really sorry, David. The it's it's a terrible. You sound like Darth Vader. In fact, not as good as Darth Vader. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, let's. I, you sound great on your side. So why don't you do the talking and uh, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, explain the code of human nature. I'm really sorry, David, that, that it's so difficult to hear what you're saying. It's just corrupted sound. I don't I'm going to text you. Oh, no, I can hear you now. Yeah. For okay. Some, whatever, whatever you did is now working. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, uh, tell us the, the books that you've written. Uh, and I know that you have one on Magna Carta and uh, the color uh the titles uh, you want to just go ahead and uh, I think yeah. there was one I, I reviewed a long time ago about Western civilization. So go ahead. That's and, right. Uh, and That's right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm astonished. You don't remember the title, David, because you, uh, you're quite right. You did, you reviewed Analyze West, um, which is uh, the story of, if you imagine Western civilization embodied in one person, um, turning up in the emergency department in the hospital in a, having a panic attack, saying, oh, my God, I can't pay the bills. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party is trying to control me. Um, you know, the globalists are trying to tear me apart. Um, I hate myself. I'm, I'm ready for suicide. And, and uh, it's a story of how the um, psychiatrist gets hold of him and sorts out his messed up, the messed up mind of the West and um, takes him through all the various uh, things on, you know, history and identity and race and economics and fairness and uh, security and all the different dimensions. And at the end, having finally got his head screwed on, uh, West announces on the, four, what was it, the 800th anniversary of the Magna Carta, uh, not far from where I'm sitting, uh, that he would rewrite and update the Magna Carta um, so that's the second book, the New Magna Carta, which is kind of the operating manual for Western civilization upgraded to the present day. So, um, as you well, I, I really enjoyed those books. And I think, in, uh, and I, I remember in the analysis uh, that you and I did a lot of talk about uh, um, of some of the uh, points that you're making, especially. Um, in the Western civilization versus Eastern, and uh, and uh, I'd like to talk more on that. But I'd like to let's uh, let's go to your color personality. You want to explain that? Yeah, certainly. Um, um, so actually, sorry, I didn't introduce myself. So I'm uh, Nicholas Beecroft, a uh, psychiatrist um, with uh, 25 years experience taking practical psychology into uh into business into politics into the military into international relations and um into investment and entrepreneurship and um yeah so well the thing you're talking about david is the what's called the master code of human nature and it's um it's not something i've created at all i i'm simply a practitioner of it um it's um it's original uh, it's basically a model of human nature um it's um something that helps to explain how people behave 
how they think, how they do, um, how they communicate, how they do, how to organize them, how to lead them, how to predict behavior and so on. And um, it really came out of the world of developmental psychology in the 1960s and 70s, of which there, when um, there was a professor in America called uh, Claire Graves, and um, he would teach his students each uh, semester the, you know, all the many different branches of psychology, all the different theories. And at the end of the at the end of the course, people would always say, well, which one is right? And he would sort of fob them off a bit and, and not really answer it. And in the end, he thought, well, actually, come on, you know, if I'm going to be a true scientist, I need to answer that question. So what is the fundamental fundamentally what is the um, basis of human nature and so he started with um, some really basic qualitative research and what he did was to give college students initially um, three essays to write and it was very unstructured very open-ended and they were questions like I can't remember the exact questions but it was something like what makes a good person what makes a good life and what makes a good leader that, that type of question. So very open-ended and they were encouraged just to, to write whatever they felt was true. And um, essentially he analyzed that data looked and, and saw very quickly that there were patterns in it. And he discovered, well, if I press fast forward and, and where did he get to? What he realized was there was an underlying structure of human thinking and belief, um, which underlies our, our behavior. And nine fundamental ways of thinking so this doesn't mean the um you know like i don't know hinduism or buddhism or democracy or, or whatever or competition it means the actual underlying structure so what which, which may appeal to your listeners i guess that we're talking about the kind of the hardware and the software of of humans that all human beings are capable of and these nine different ways of thinking get activated when the life conditions in the, the evolutionary environment in which you live um, activate that. So to put to, to put it very simply, you've got the first one is, um, and by the way, the colors you, you mentioned are, are, were given actually by Dr. Don Beck and um, who basically worked, worked with Claire Graves to, on, on this to, to, to develop it into the theory, practical theory that it is now or used all around the world. And so the, the colors are arbitrary, by the way. So the first one is beige. This is the um, instinctive um, survival instinct. And the type of thinking at this level is basically, um, it's in the body, it's physiological, it's um, what, what you do, what you need to survive. So it's about, um, getting food, getting water, safety, sex, reproduction, and so on. And this is the level of thinking which existed, obviously, in all animals um, and early humans, uh, when humans lived pretty much as animals. And, and all humans are born into this level as a newborn baby. And it remains there throughout our lives. And it certainly gets, it's there all the time in the background, but it gets activated when someone's very ill or when they're violently attacked or when they become um, in, in a dangerous or warlike situation. And that level of the, the values at that stage are you do what you need to do to survive and it's instinctive. And so 
in if you think back to the original humans so once they did that and they did that successfully the the goal was to survive the outcome was that lots of humans did survive and so they reproduced fast and the next issue that arose was competition so loads and loads of humans going around the world all looking for resources um uh, all wanting your food your land your wife your uh, water etc and so that the big issue became security and so the next level of thinking the next level of action thinking and behavior came in which is the um that which they labeled the purple level the the magical mystical level and the core issue there was the core problem was survival how do you survive uh how do you sorry not survival security and people got together in tribes in families for for survival and so that first level of human organization was the, the tribe with chiefs and shaman and, and so on uh, and the thinking at that level which still exists to this day which we have in our families in our football tribes in our I'm in the doctor's tribe the psychiatrist tribe um, and it is the we are all one we're together we uh, band together for security and and there's this is like the world of um, magic, magic and mysticism and fairy tales and uh, gods and, and so on. And you defer to the elders and you pull together for relationships and so on. And you see it in modern terms in, in monarchy, in flags, in nations, in communities and so on. And so that solved the problem of security, but each of these systems creates a new life conditions and creates new problems and so the new problems created by this one what this purple level the magical mystical level was the um too much control too stifling so if you relate it back if you think of the original maybe some of the original teenage boys in in those early tribes that have said oh my god you know who are, the, who are these old men telling me what to do bullying me you know i want to go over there have sex with them I want to cross this wild river and build a new building. You know, I want to go and have fun. And so they, they said, you know, never mind all your traditions. I'm going to break out. I want what I want now. I want power, sex, fun, status and gratification. I want to take risks. And this is the, this is the next level up, the prime uh, power red. It's called, called, called given the label red life force. And this is um, this gives rise to the new world of dog eat dog of of chimpanzee hierarchy of gang of warlord, and it, in its healthy version, it's pure um, human energy, human will, courage. Um, it's the courage to it's the courage to ask a girl out on a date. It's the courage to have a fight. It's the courage to put up an enormous building. It's the courage to invest in a risky venture etc and if you like um that transition i just described you also get in, in individuals so at the purple level say this or this red level comes through in uh two phases it comes in the terrible twos when a child is breaking out and experiencing its ego and its will and it comes again in the teenage years when the teenager is saying is is rejecting the adult uh, boundaries and authority and 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 setting out on its own and throughout life 
um, in any person, in any organization, any business, you need this level. But of course, what, what it does is it rejects tradition, it rejects the elders, it rejects um, all of that, and it creates a world of dog-eat-dog, might is right, the, the strongest one wins. Um, and so that's very frightening. And so people have to gang together in gangs, uh, empires, and so on for safety. And on the upside, you get a world of, this would have shown itself in the medieval world of kings and, and warlords and so on. Um, and it creates a new world. But the downside is very obvious that with this impulsive red level, um, the, the dark side of it is crime, it's violence, it's abuse, um, it's corruption and so on. It's domination and exploitation of the weak and the poor. And um, also each of these um, different levels, these different, as you could say, colours, this one red, it, each has got its own shadow side. And the shadow side of the red level, the power level, is victim mentality and shame. And um, where where it, it, it's kind of hiding in the shadows. So anyway, so imagine yourself as a medieval king. Uh, you're in charge, you're the top dog. But you can't sleep safely in your bed because there's always someone trying to poison you, trying to stab you in the back. There's always some uh, someone trying to challenge you for your position. Even if you're the most powerful person, you know, it's exhausting. And so back then in the medieval times, there was a drive in this insecurity and instability for order. People said, oh, my God, I want truth. I want order. I want righteousness. And so the fourth code came through. And this has been given the label blue, the color blue, truth and order. And this is this is like the boot that sits on the head of the the wild red level. And it's to say, for God's sake, you know, well, actually, literally for God's sake. Um, so it first came through as monotheisms, as Judaism, as Christianity, as Islam, as Hinduism, as the kind of moral codes and the way of thinking at this level is uh, there is one truth. If you like, the operating system is there is one truth. There is one right way of thinking, true and false, good and bad, etc. And so in, it came from those original, um, what would you say, those original mono, monotheisms, etc., or, or religion. But in modern form, we see this in the law. So the law, uh, we see it in regulation. We see it in authority, in bureaucracy, healthy bureaucracy. We see it in patriotism, the formation of the nation. We see it in regulations, in ed education, and so on, classification and, and, um, and doctrine. And so and on the individual level, uh, this comes through about the age of seven. So around the age of seven, a child develops the ability to experience guilt. And so... If you like, when they're in the red system, uh, the one below, they basically do whatever they want. And they if if they get caught, they get punished and then they feel shame. Whereas when they develop guilt, they then actually care about what other people think about them. They actually feel bad if they're caught. And so this opens up socialization. So basically the individual wants to be part of a large group uh, which has a moral code and they want to be seen as good, righteousness, truth, purpose, sacrifice, etc., discipline. 
And so this opens up this whole world, which is then expressed as, as law, as order, as stability. And so that, that kind of, as I said, is like a boot on the head of the red system. But then that creates a new problem because when it, all of these levels think that they're right and they all go too far. And so when this one goes too far, it's rigid, it's authoritarian, it's fundamentalist, it's intolerant, it's oppressive, it, it can't adapt, it can't learn, there is only one way of thinking. And so, um, naturally, well, think of yourself as um, maybe in uh, under the Iranian system, so the fanatical uh, religious zealots saying there is only one right way to think, this is the total truth. Under, or, or think back into our own medieval period um, where, you know, there was this sort of religious zealotry. Some people w were developing skills. They were um, having new ideas. They were being f successful financially and asked, beginning to ask questions. And they were saying, you know, is this really true? Is there not another way to look at this? And of course, many of them got their heads chopped off and there were, you know, like, like, um, brutal wars of religion and inquisitions and things like that. But gradually there were enough people that asked questions to, and enough people that began to experiment that the next system came through and that was the rational, materialist, scientific, um, sort of meritocratic, pragmatic way of thinking. And that the, 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 this, this code that is given the label of orange and this would normally come through uh, late teens or 20s in, in the modern world. And really, this is the modern world. So this is the way of thinking at this level is the world is complex. There's uh, huge complexity. We don't understand everything. We don't know the entire truth. But we've got tools of logic, of science, of reason, of experimentation, trial and error. And what we will do is try to... We have goals, we have ambitions, and we will try to achieve them as um, effectively as we can. So it's not how you get there, it's, it's getting to the result. So this is about performance. And the way that this manifested itself, in the early days it came through with capitalism, it came through with science, uh, the foundation of the company. And these days it is the main driver of the economic system. So it's 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 freedom it's democracy it's individual liberty and as i say that the core way of thinking is it's individualistic it's strategic scientific optimistic and so on and basically that that initially starting in britain and then spreading out to the other developed countries and then subsequently through empires to the rest of the world this is this orange system the materialist scientific system um, has transformed the world through technology, including the one that your listeners, ones that your listeners are using and and enjoying and working with. And but like all the other systems, it thinks that it's right. So the orange system doesn't. Each one tries to undermine the ones that came before. So it undermines uh, absolutism. It undermines the rules it undermines the nation state it, it tries to open the borders it, it no longer is respectful of um, tradition and so on and in the early days maybe that didn't matter too much um, and they got away with it because there was enough uh, foundation in our case Christian foundation um, but 
when this orange system really took hold and has, has transformed the world, you get to see the, the downside of it. And the downside is really the flip side of its strengths. So its strengths are in, say, capitalism and in science. Um, and those are fantastic drivers to transform civilization. But they t uh, the way we've done them to date tends to work by putting a number on things. So either on a spreadsheet for a business or on a, in a scientific way, you must measure things and put numbers on them. And of course, that's fantastic and has been incredibly useful. But the downside is that you, it therefore relatively undervalues those things which are hard to measure. And that includes all of the most important things, which is love, health, family, um, God, spirit, relationships, uh, etc. And so this orange system, for all its amazing benefits, has created materialism, nihilism, emptiness, dehumanization. We've lost our spirit. We've killed off God. We've... Um, it's, and also there are winners and losers. It's a fantastic capitalism is an amazing driver. And there are those who thrive and succeed, but there are those who fail or, or get exploited or those who are weak or, or not as capable. And you get an entrenched class systems and so on. And obviously that's what Karl Marx was, was pointed out was a limitation. It creates inequality. It crushes the human soul. It undermines tradition and nation and it creates and it's basically polluted the world and eaten up a lot of resources. And so that's all very familiar. And so then in comes the next level of thinking, the green level, the sensitive humanistic level. And that came to solve those problems. And now this this level of thinking would have been possible in all humans at all times. But realistically, those life conditions didn't exist. Probably Jesus and Buddha thought on this level and maybe one or two very wise people. But it, it only really began, really weirdly, under the British Empire, this uh, sensitive humanistic level. Say the original British imperialists who ruled India or ruled these other places, Some of, most of them were just interested in money and power, of course. But many of them began to say, wow, this, these are interesting cultures and they learned their languages and they noticed their, their ways of life. And they began to think, well, maybe we don't have all the answers and maybe we can learn from these people and, and so on and so on. And so actually, weirdly, they began to integrate lots of, and they realized the world was complex. By globalizing the world through empire, they realized there's infinite complexity. There are loads of different ways to, loads of different religions, loads of different belief systems, loads of different cultures. and they began to say, well, actually, there is no truth. You know, there are just lots of different perspectives. And this green level, um, obviously, is very familiar. It may have started all those years ago, but it only became dominant after the Second World War, especially in the 1960s. And basically, in the 1960s, it came through into popular culture. In the 70s, it came through into academic culture in the 80s into into government culture, into the 90s into commerce, and now it completely controls absolutely everything except the economy. And, and essentially it comes in, it's, it's still at a very early stage of development, this green level of thinking. In its nice form, it's kind of naive, it's kind of sensitive, pluralistic, it's relativistic, 
It says there's complexity and it's trying to put right the problems from before. So it's trying to have equality. It's trying to bring back inner peace. It's trying to include those groups of different races or different genders, different sexualities who've been excluded or exploited or maybe haven't done as well before. So it's interested in social justice and so on, anti-discrimination. It tries to bring back meaning and, and inner uh, purpose where that has been lost. It tries, it's spiritual but not religious. And in its thinking, it's kind of, there is no truth, but we're trying to seek consensus, trying to include people, we challenge authority, and it's organisational structure. In fact, I didn't really say that. So the organisational structure at Beige is a band or a clan. In purple, it's a tribe. In red, it's empire or gang uh, or power hierarchy, chimpanzee hierarchy. In the blue level, it's an authority structure like the military or a bureaucracy. In the orange level, it's strategic enterprise uh, or business. And in the green level, it goes to circle. So people sitting in circle, holding hands, at least in theory, there's no hierarchy. That's what they like to say. So that's in its, in its naive uh, version. Uh, and like each of the systems I've described so far, each one of those thinks that they're right, the others are wrong. They understand the ones that came before. They can't see the ones ahead. And they basically kick away the ladder that they climbed up. So you'll recognize that this green level of thinking um, hates business. It hates science. It hates hierarchy. It hates uh, judgment. It hates a power. Um, it hates tradition. It hates nation and um, and so on. So obviously that's a bit complex because that's what we've seen unpicking all of the foundations of our civilization um, and then it's maybe gentle soft form is okay but when it really tears everything apart everything begins to fall apart so if you tear apart business well what's left if you get rid of the law defund the police well you are therefore funding the criminals and um, essentially if you take away strong blue authority of police order structure law rules then you liberate red which is violence crime gangs corruption and so on and you're seeing that in america all over your inner cities and when that happens that's incredibly scary so that then activates purple but as people fall down to the purple level which activates ethnocentrism and racism and tribalism which you're also seeing in your inner cities and you also see we'll see in europe as europe the same problems as europe slips into a very dark phase now just to finish off with this green level i told you about its naive level um it's also got an extremely destructive um what i call toxic postmodern bigotry um, which is where it links up with the victim-rescuer-perpetrator dynamic. And this is where um, the, if you like, the maybe the naive, um, very well-meaning uh, white liberal will, in order to narcissistically want to feel good about themselves, will want to see all of the various victim groups, which come in many forms, obviously poverty, race, gender, um, sexuality, you know, you know the full list. And of course, the, the, not to say there aren't real victims, of course there are real victims, but we're talking about the pathological victim mentality here. And for their narcissistic payoff, their virtue signaling payoff, they want to 
they basically uh, fall in love with uh, helping themselves, actually fall in love with themselves, uh, helping or at least pretending to help a, a victim group. And in doing so, they offload all of their hate, all of their toxicity mm. onto the perpetrator. So for, to give you an example of this to postmodern bigotry, it would be the cliche that, you know, we've had 5,000 years of patriarchy, which is actually not really true. If you dig down into it, women, women have actually been very powerful and have been culture bearers and so on. But it, even if you accept that as true, you know, men have abused women for 5,000 years. Well, okay, there are two ways you can deal with that. One is you can either say, oh, okay, right, that's bad. Let's stop that. Um, let's stop men abusing women. Let's make things fair. Let's make things good. Put it right. Clear up the mess. Make sure we don't do it again. Rise up to a higher level of uh, enlightenment and integration. Have healthy masculinity, healthy femininity, healthy um, rites of passage, um, and so on and so on. Or you can do it the toxic way, which is, oh, men are bad. We hate men. We hate everything mas masculine uh, and women become a kind of a perverse caricature of what of the toxic male what they call toxic masculinity they embody it as toxic femininity sorry toxic um feminism and hate male and castrate males and in doing so say we don't want any authority we don't want any boundaries we don't want any police we don't want any assertion of truth and basically you collapse society you create a load of feminine males who hate themselves who lack virility and the uh, birth rate drops off and you have a load of very unhappy females uh, who, who are miserable and basically it's a toxic toxic uh, thing what's the answer what's the answer is this world of of the that we find ourselves in of anti-authority anti-male anti-white anti-america anti-britain anti-police anti-success anti-science um on top of all of those other problems i mentioned before is basically where western civilization is now and mm. fortunately so that sounds like a total disaster but the good news is that all those years ago professor claire graves noticed that there was a new emergence of integrated thinking so as i said each of those levels the the beige purple red blue orange and green each of those thinks that they're right and the others are wrong each of them takes control and goes too far and creates new problems and they kick away the ladder and the foundations that they climbed up. What he saw was that there's a new level of thinking, in fact, three levels of thinking emerging in which um, people realise that actually for a healthy person, for a healthy business, for a healthy family, for a healthy church, for a healthy society, um, you need all of these levels uh, healthily um practically adaptively uh working in a functional way so for a business it needs to do all of those it needs healthy hierarchy healthy power charisma tradition tribe family health strategic enterprise and fairness etc you need to do all of them effectively simultaneously and that's a tall order but so the first level he saw the yellow level the integral ecological level Whereas he saw that some people are beginning to realise that you need to manage a complex system. So these people might be chief executives, they might be leaders, they might be doctors, they might be... You really see it in people who have to live in reality rather than in an ivory tower. Um, 
but people who have to manage complexity, they begin to see actually we need to live on all of these levels, we need to organize on all of these levels, and we need to communicate on all simultaneously. We need to treat the thing as a natural living system and um, basically, never mind about dogma, we need to have principles and be pragmatic. Um, we need to cope with paradox and complexity, but we still need to assert some form of truth that works. And basically, this is this is where you're beginning to see this in many companies are showing sign. It, it, it's, it's, you don't see much of it in politics, but you see a lot of it in business and you see a lot of it in functional organisations. And I won't go into too much detail, but the because these uh, these next levels, the the turquoise level and the coral level, are at a very you know there are very very few people that think at this level. And I'm not claiming to myself. I only get the only have the slightest you know uh, experience of it. it th these are very much in um, uh, it, what's the word? So th these are only in uh, utero, if you like, just 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 sort of coming out and just being experimented with. But so the first level of integrated thinking, the yellow one, a kind of practical surviving uh, people who are just trying to keep all the plates spinning and make everything work. At the next level, and we're really seeing it in our modern world, and technology and globalization and the, the new world system that social media is forcing us to realize that actually human beings and not just human beings but all life is one conscious living system and and which contains embedded in it all of these different levels that i've described just like any cell in your body has got a nucleus it's got a the RNA, the DNA, the Golgi body, the lysosomes, etc. That the human system, the, the the global consciousness, etc., has to have embedded in it each of these layers. Healthy tribes, not one big global thing, controlled by control freaks, but healthy nations with healthy boundaries, healthy local tribes, healthy local people, strong will, but heavily. Um, regulated with effective law and bureaucracy, strong businesses and science and strategic enterprise, but harnessed to liberate all of human potential and to cover the dark side. We need the postmodern level of fairness and equality and inclusion and social justice, but not in a fanatical Nazi version like we have currently, but in a healthy integrated version that, 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 that serves all of humanity. And we're beginning to get the turquoise level of actual global consciousness. So think, and, and the place where you can see it very obviously is in thinking about organizations as self-organizing, holistic, conscious living systems. Um, as if it was like, a think of a big business as being like a whole load of beehives or shoals of fish or flocks of birds or whatever. And there is harmony, there's collaboration, there's... Uh, people reaching out to connect to well, like you are with me all around the world. And this is just beginning to create new levels. This this will always have existed, but but the technology and all the previous levels are now enabling this to, to happen. But not in a naive green way, but in a integrated, healthy, practical way. You know, I didn't realize I didn't realize that uh that the self organizing uh behavior and with teams uh, at com complex adaptive systems was at the master level. Uh, I always assumed that that was something that was integrating in, but um, 
and so it became an ideal in the back of my mind but yet uh what i saw was more i would say down in the strategic uh, just kind of barely between the truth and order and strategic levels and i've seen that in almost every large company and uh and the companies that were kind of talking about uh you know, adaptive learning systems were ones like Toyota. And you just didn't have access to those kind of companies, you know, that were trying to uh, bring, you know, people and empower people, mm. individuals to the level where, you know, the whole company was, was learning and thinking and, uh, you know, adapting together. So, David, I'm curious that, I mean, obviously you asked me to talk about this and, and we've, we've known each other for some years now what what is it about this model because there are a billion models you know what is it about this particular one that has inspired you that made you think that it's it may be particularly useful or for you well i tell you the you know the truth of the matter was is is i sit in that that uh, fourth layer a lot of times uh i've, I've just late late lately have been pushing up into kind of the machine learning and and uh, thinking about behavior in data. So I'm observing behavior, now I'm getting statistical modeling, but basically it's a language that's communicating uh, behavior of people. And as I start seeing the behavior of people and the behavior systems, uh, I'm looking for a model that kind of is a way to describe behavior because it's, uh, you can show a number, like if you show a p-value on a hypothesis, that someone will go, okay, well, that means that that null hypothesis is not true or so forth. But when you start looking at, uh, what if you took a thousand of those hypotheses and start putting together and then you start seeing, uh, you start seeing trends and then you start seeing actions and you start seeing what, you know, what's going on for, as with all the data, mm. how do you explain that? Yeah. And, uh, and so you, I remember back in college, uh, one of the professors said, you know, you have to start thinking, uh, encourage the students, says, think of things as a system. And I really caught on my mind, you know, about uh, instead of trying to maybe force a dogma or look for a principle, uh, look at it from a system standpoint. Did it work? Did it not work? And I found with, uh, with, uh, uh, some of the behavioral things that are on the dark side uh, that I've had to uh, deal with personally with family members that uh, having a system way of thinking really made sense. And so when you came along, uh, when I first read your book on the Western civilization, there was a lot of dogma that I already had kind of uh, indoctrinated myself in. And, and a lot of the positions that you were making in terms of uh, East versus West I was relating to it because mm -hmm. those are our points that I really related to well. And believe it or not, I really relate to Trump and, and a lot of the, his, uh, uh, points that he made, I'm just like, um, uh, it appealed to me. So that's why the model connected is, uh, it may, it made sense. And now that we're in the millennial group, I don't understand the millennials and, uh, I'm trying to understand why, uh, why they're, you know, they're the richest group in the, in the, in the, in the world. Uh, they, they have the most influence, they're best educated, but I don't understand, uh, 
why they do what they do, their behavior. And, you know, that seems to be kind of pushing up like you're describing, maybe in that uh, green and yellow group. Mm. And, and they say that if you don't understand the millennials, you won't understand uh, why, uh, why some businesses are. are... So yeah. is it connected to uh, some reality and belief systems that I already had? But it also, uh, I was always try, striving to understand more about what are some of these behaviors that I'm seeing that I don't understand. Yes. Well, I think to understand the millennials, um, I mean, with this model, it is only one model, but it's, I, find, I find it's particularly useful to understand politics. It's particularly useful to understand business. Uh, in terms of how do you organize things, how do you relate to different types of customer, different types of consumer, how do you communicate with them, etc. And um, certainly international relations as well. But w- regarding the millennials, you have to remember where people are born. So um, say our parents' generation, they were born into the world of where, I mean, basically for most of human history, you know, hundreds of thousands of years, people were in the beige and the purple level. And that was just, you know, even if someone had a different thought, that that's where they lived. And then in the sort of, after the creation of agriculture and populations expanded, you have many, many more people. And so that meant that the red system could really come through because there were simply many more people, more resources, more opportunity. And so therefore more war, more killing, more you know, taking over things and so on. And that then required the blue system to kick in to provide the order and the truth and the structure, which originally was in the religions. And so, and and then that, those levels of really the, the uh, purple, the red and the blue levels of thinking, those really describe the whole traditional period, really from the beginning of agriculture all the way through till the modern age. And most, I mean, you mentioned uh, Trump voters or Brexit voters or traditional voters. Most m- most of those people will certainly strongly identify with those those levels. And then in the modern world, when you, you know, and I, I say modern in the sense of the last 250 years, um, with the orange system coming in, obviously for most people that didn't really touch them I mean, maybe it gave them jobs. Well, it, that's not true. It, did, it it turned their world upside down. But maybe most people didn't think at that level. It was only the top people thinking at that level. But it really, since World War Two, the orange system has become mainstream that most people are thinking and understand those levels. And so the, the level that our parents have come, our parents were born into during and after world war ii they were born into the blue the the ending of the blue system there is one right way there is one truth it is christianity nation etc into the orange system so they were born into the opportunity the world's big uh learn skills create businesses try new things out uh look after yourself prosper etc and so that was really their thinking, but they still had a strong foundation in the blue, in whether it be religion or truth. They still had a strong foundation in the purple, which of family, of community, and so on, because those structures 
although decayed, hadn't fallen apart at that stage. And then if you think of our generation, sort of, you know, 70s, 80s, etc., we were then born into the time where the blue was really decaying. Uh, we, you know, toxic, anti-authority, anti-law, anti-nation, and so on. And though both the orange uh, business system, and I noticed as a boy, everyone stopped calling Britain or Great Britain or England, or they were called it the oh. UK. And um, I mean, there are some other reasons for that, but it was almost like a, a kind of a transactional business term as opposed to the the England, which would be the purple tribal home, or the Great Britain, which would be the the sort of patriotic uh, nation, uh, into more of the orange, or it's, it's the UK. It's kind of a, a transactional thing that gives you a passport. And that, that's just one example. But anyway, so we were born into that. And then fast forward to the millennials, they're born into a time where the blue structure is, okay, we've still got law, but, you know, tradition is completely gone. Uh, families have really, the purple families have really disconnected and are very atomized. Um, borders have been fatally weakened and opened up. Um, they've been born into a world of being told, well, paradoxically, there, on the one hand, there is no truth. And on the other hand, there is only one truth. It's the politically correct truth. And if you don't believe it, you are bad. Um, that's that's one of the paradoxes of the the postmodern bigot, um, and I call them bigots because they're the number one barrier to our evolution, a healthy evolution, and um, so they're born in a world of technology, of opportunity, of open borders, where tradition has gone, where families have been massively diluted, and where if they're born into a nice family in a nice place in a nice country, they've got amazing opportunities. And, and also a huge sense of entitlement. Um, but equally, they're very sensitive. They're very aware of the uh, alienation. They're very aware of the, lack, the, the insecurity of lack of culture. They know that our financial system is teetering and can't sustain them, and that the blue benefits that went to the blue generations are gone and won't be there for them. Um, they love open borders because they love to travel, but equally that means that their jobs are insecure and there are nations are in real danger. Um, so that I think um, with millennials, um, to understand that you've got to understand that they are born into a world which is basically dominated economically by the orange system and dominated um culturally by the green system both in its naive and toxic version and so they are the natural thing to do if you're one of them is to say i'm going to educate myself learn as many skills as possible i'm going to try to get on the winning side which appears to be you know the googles and the internationalists and the globalists and and those that have got their hands on the levers of power and there are some who and so there are some who, um, I mean, many big businesses, for example, or the military, find it really difficult to deal with millennials because traditionally the the blue level, well, you, the purple level, you join the tribe of the military or you join the tribe of General Motors uh, or the tribe of, I don't know, engineers or doctors or whatever, um, and then you'd enter the blue structure, you'd join the institution, etc. you'd follow the rules, you'd go through the hierarchy, you'd go through all the system, la, la, la. 
And but the millennials millennials say, I don't want to do that. I can download anything in five seconds. I can be a chameleon and change from one thing to another. I, I, and who are you to tell me what to do anyway? You know, the foundation of authority is gone. Traditional authority was purple family and purple tribe and, and gods and elders. Uh, it was the red level of power. You do what I say or I will punish you or you will one or you know, you'll be rewarded if you go with the power. You'll be punished if you don't. At the blue system, uh, you, you're good or bad, uh, you know, righteous if you're a good Christian or you're righteous if you, you know, follow the law or, you know, follow the structure and the strategic end. But then the, the orange level messed all that up because it said, well, we don't believe in any of that. It's is it scientific and can you prove mm. it? And for most things, you can't actually. So actually... Or for all the strengths of science, uh, it, it's undermined authority and truth. And then the foundation of uh, authority in the green system, uh, in theory, it's that we're all one and we're all together and there's equality and so on. But actually, there is no such thing because there is no truth and no one's right and there are no boundaries and there are no truths. So that unleashes red so you actually get shadow red with green, which which is why um, wherever you have spiritual people, you always have, uh, you know, corrupt sex or corrupt money. Uh, it's why in all of the why so many of these green organizations are violent because they unleash the dark side. Uh, anyway, so the poor old millennials are born into this mess oh. and. They don't have the foundations that we grew up in, and they certainly don't have the foundations that our and security that our parents grew up in, and they're seeing themselves with both amazing opportunity and incredible insecurity. Yeah, and that and that, uh, but they they do. Um, it's interesting because they they grew up uh, with lots of security, you know, three maybe three generations providing guidance and security, and then. Um, you you're enter into the golden age of uh, where emperor em, uh, imperialism is is pretty much died through the world. Shorter em, imper, emperor um, empires, and uh, you mentioned the you know UK, um, you know is kind of a guideline. Um, well, you know our time's up. Uh, do I just have uh, some closing? remarks and then uh, we'll we'll just end the podcast well thank well first of all thank you so much for having me david um i'm sorry i talked so much at the beginning but obviously you have to kind of uh, get get the get the story of it across i think if any of your listeners are interested um i would just say that this is incredibly rich incredibly deep and it's got a lot of power for I mean, the things that you and I have talked about, David, is can you take this underlying structure of human nature and apply machine learning and artificial intelligence to learn that code? And I mean, it's not my expertise, it's yours. And you've told me absolutely yes. And I, I have talked to, to others. Uh, and and what, what's really needed is both for some um, really good techie people that know what they're doing to apply this stuff along with some really good finance and investment to to do the work to make this happen and if you can do it you can really for example if you understood this what's going on in politics becomes absolutely crystal clear 
and 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 the political strategy for a party is dead clear if you're trying to understand uh your customers as a business it's really clear if you're trying to understand how people in different countries or in different groups within different countries operate as customers or as clients um it, it's there you know if you wanted to put all of the news and the data in the world through this filter um, with machine learning and artificial intelligence. I mean, the, the value of that in terms of predictive power uh, commercially and politically is massive. Um, and, you know, I, I just really encourage anyone who's had their appetite wet to look into it and consider doing that, to speak to you, to speak to me. Um, and um, if people have got some great ideas um, and uh, let's get some finance behind it. You know, and, make it and what, one thing I'd like to just say is with your comment is uh, a lot of times, and I've tried to warn the users of this uh, and also my listeners, uh, that machine learning and AI is nothing more than statistics and predictive analytics. Uh, at its heart, if you really understand uh, the predictive analytics, you understand that basically uh, most of the classifiers and stuff are based on probability. So, and you touched a lot of the key things that we like to talk about in machine learning, like customer churn, uh, you know, try to figure out, you know, what things, why customers are leaving employee retention, uh, uh, fraud detection. And, and I think this model is really great because it, it kind of like embodies a lot of the human nature things that may be explaining some of the forces that we're seeing, uh, especially with COVID coming in. You know, we, we were in a period of extreme pro- prosperity. Uh, warfare was reduced greatly, even though that we were seeing lots of fighting in the Middle East. It wasn't a world war. It wasn't like World War II. It wasn't like uh, even Vietnam, even though there were people that died. It wasn't as stream or as long. And uh, and so we were coming into this period of of, of prosperity, this golden age. And it, it, it looks like a millennium is starting, you know, like uh, that... Uh, the individual is getting a lot more power. He was getting a lot more information. Uh, like you just mentioned about the millennials, they were getting better education, but there was this huge brain think uh, where people were exchanging ideas. And, you know, I kept thinking that the self-organization would start happening more. Uh, maybe it will uh, as things reduce down. I've had a podcast where I talked about a, a $10 computer and what that would do for the four billion at the bottom, you know, you could yeah. you could uh, uh, bring information, power, energy, uh, all those things that are are scarce resources to those groups uh, could be brought to them, and then you give them that power and knowledge and connection. Uh, you could have people in Guatemala trading through e-commerce uh, products that they're building there. They're elevating their pay. Uh, sending their children to get education either online or uh, to, you know, on site. And there's this incredible potential that, that uh, humanity has at the same time, we have this, you know, really dark 
uh, fear that people have of, of dying because of COVID. And it seems to just kind of like overpower them to the point that uh, they don't understand it. So this pyramid kind of shows you why, why people are behaving the way they are as, as when they're faced with these kind of conflicts. Yeah. Well, I think what we're, I think much more dangerous than COVID is what COVID is being used to do. Basically, there's a power grab by the globalist elites, by the very powerful companies, by very powerful rich people, um, and bizarrely allied with the Chinese Communist Party to ha- control the world using technology, using uh, uh, and to take away our freedom. And it's they're doing a very, I think um, initially they've got a really good head start. But what they're going to see, just as the globalists created Trump, if you like green and orange, the the modernists and the postmodernists created Trump and Brexit as a reaction coming from uh, blue, purple, red. Um, the, the globalist control freaks and the Chinese Communist Party who are trying to dominate and control the world right now uh, launching ahead, they initially they'll have great successes and they'll think they've won, but they will unleash the most powerful forces and you will see uh, absolute transformation. And unfortunately, it'll probably be quite ugly. <laughs> it's going to be uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, That's true. Unfortunately. Uh, well, yeah. you know, and, the, and uh, I, I read that uh, uh, a quote by Trump, uh, he said uh, that uh, to uh, reduce our military strength now would be a huge mistake. I, I'm paraphrasing it, but he, he was quoted, and that was back in 2016. He was. It would be suicide. It would be suicide. It would be like the British Empire giving up its navy in 1913. Um, you know, it's um, the um, very, very dangerous. It's time to be very strong, very confident, very united. Um, and to restore the base. Healthy, what we need is healthy purple, healthy families, healthy communities. We need healthy red, which is uh, will, power, sex, courage, without corruption or crime. Um, We need healthy blue, which is healthy nations, healthy law, healthy regulation, healthy morality, without being over-controlling or dominating. We need healthy orange, which is effective, science and business not by control freak um you know um people with malign interests but but truly harnessed effectively for the benefit of all humans and we need healthy green so um the 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 healthy uh understanding and and um that postmodern level in its healthy version integrated with the rest and really effective leadership from the top integrating all these value systems and at the moment it's because the elites haven't been providing that that they are getting the pushback that they're getting from trump people and from brexit people etc and they think that they can push down harder and more aggressively and but they're just going to get punched back harder unfortunately it's a natural system and they so i urge them that if any of them are listening please go up to yellow and turquoise <laughs> yeah at and, least and yellow. Lead, lead with integration yes all right thank you Nicholas. thank you david and enjoy your rest of the day brilliant nice to talk to you thank you